0: Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher. Welcome to While You Were Folding. I created this podcast to continue the conversations about the things that matter in domestic life. I'm a Catholic homeschooling mother of six. My husband, Philip, is a pediatrician, and we've been married for 14 years. I've learned a lot, usually in messy or painful ways, and I have so much more to learn. I'm excited to share this episode with you, and I hope you'll add your voice to the next one. I pray before I record every episode that God will use this podcast to inspire each of us to holiness in our vocations as wives, mothers, and his beloved daughters, and that you will go on to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's jump in. Hello, I am back in the recording chair behind the microphone in the basement. Uh, Philip is upstairs with our six children, so you will probably hear them running around, and I am not going to edit it out. <laughs> I wanted to talk today about something that has been working really well in my life, and that is my clipboard planner. Can you all see it oh wait let's see i'm not very good at this yet <laughs> okay so my clipboard planner i have been using it since the beginning of the school year so we are we just are wrapping up our fourth week of the school year and it has been going so well that i thought i would share what i've been doing on here with all of you and A lot of my inspiration for this planner has come from Misty Winkler. She has a wonderful podcast and her own website, Simply Convivial, is where you can find her. And I will link to that in the show notes. I'm going to write that down right now before I forget. I love Misty's just general approach. She keeps things very realistic for... Um, Those of us who are in my shoes right now, which means you're a homemaker and you are raising little people, and she is also a homeschooling mom. Uh, She has five children, and she has a wonderful membership site that I've participated in before in the past, and the idea is that we all have so much more to learn especially when it comes to domestic life, because so many of us just didn't have a lot of those things modeled for us. Or we grew up in a time where people didn't think it was necessarily necessary, (laughs) necessarily necessary to talk about things like cooking, cleaning, and all the other necessary tasks that happen with family and domestic life. So, um, highly recommend go check out Misty Winkler over on Simply Convivial. Um, But how I came to this, part of it was inspired by Misty Winkler and part of it was inspired by using other planners that were no longer working for me. So the first thing, the reason why most other planners didn't work for me, was because they close. If they are closed, they are not in my face, in front of me all day long. And that's what I need most in a planner. That is probably the most important thing to me in a planner. It has to be right in front of me. The next thing, if I'm going to keep up with it, I need it to be really easy to transfer things from one day to the next. Because real passionate, idealistic me in the morning is not the same me as the one who's actually going through and planning my day at bedtime (laughs) And I also wanted a planner where I could come up with with my own categories that worked for me, that worked with the way my family operates. And I wanted something that was really easy to transport around the house as I'm doing various things and to be able to have it still stay open and be in front of me. And then if I do leave the house, it's so easy just to pick up my phone, snap a quick picture of the post-it note that I need. And then I can edit that image and just draw directly on it as I'm out running errands. So I can draw on it to check things off if I don't have the actual physical piece of paper with me. So I thought I'd give you a little orientation. I'm recording a video as well. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can check out snippets of my videos to get a visual idea. I can post an image in the show notes as well. Um, but I decided to give you a quick orientation of what my clipboard planner looks like. And I can also, it's still in the rough draft stages, but I'll share, I'm gonna write this down too, share the template in the show notes in case anyone is interested in checking it out. And maybe you'll tweak it and make it your own. I think that would be fantastic. So I just have a simple clipboard that I've been using. I actually swiped one of the kids clipboards from the classroom because mine managed to walk off around here. So maybe for my birthday in November, I can ask Philip for a really pretty one, Um, but it's just a basic clipboard. And then I have, I'm going to pull it off of here, a laminated eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, and it has one, two, three, four, five different categories. So... It's not really pretty and I've even crossed off the title of what it is. I used to call it my daily list, now I call it my daily dashboard because I love alliteration. (laughs) So it has four categories that are standard size, square post-it notes size. So if I peel these off, you can really quickly see That, and I'm sorry for those of you that are just listening to the podcast, you're getting all kinds of great audio interference in the background here. Okay, but now I'm holding it up to the screen. And you can see I have four size post Post-it note squares. And then down here in the lower left-hand, sorry, lower right-hand corner of the page, I have a really large Post-it note size. Okay, so let's go over what these are. And you may notice if you're watching it on video that I have laminated this. So I asked Philip to really quickly go into Canva. If you don't know what Canva is, it's magic. (laughs) Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. It's just a really fun editing software and it's free, but if you pay for their subscription or whatever they call it, premium membership, you get access to all kinds of fun graphics, templates, and that kind of thing. So I just asked Philip to go in and complete this free version using shapes. And he created some standard size post-it note squares and then a really large one here for me. And I use these squares as the spots where I attach my post-it notes and I just replace them as I go. So first, I organize these in the order that I need to see them. So in the top left-hand corner, I have one that's titled, What's Happening Today. So this is where I have a list of everything that is actually scheduled for that day. It helps me to remember what's happening so that I don't miss appointments. I don't space things off. Never in my wildest dreams, if you had told me 10 years ago that it would be a struggle for me to keep up with the calendar, would I have believed you? But now with six kids, homeschooling, a house to run, everything that comes with it, it is so helpful for me to write out the night before what is happening the next day. And that has been huge. Then in the upper right-hand corner, I have what I call my daily top three you'll see this is a really small standard size post-it note size square. The reason for that is because this is helping me to keep my expectations realistic. It prevents my feeling of failure at the end of the day, because if I'm able to accomplish my top three, it was a great day, even if I'm not able to accomplish the top three. So what do I generally put in the top three? One, I put down a habit that I'm working on. And I'll speak more to that in a future episode when I talk about interval training and how I've been implementing that with my goal setting. And then the other thing that I usually put in there is something homeschool related, because that takes up such a big part of my day during the school year. And then the last thing is either going to be something like a housekeeping task Maybe it's a task from an ongoing project, or it could be an errand that I need to run. Need to run. So it's generally housekeeping, something from an ongoing project, or an errand that I need to run. Um, So that's my daily top three. So we've got what's happening today, the stuff that's actually scheduled, and then my daily top three. And then next on the left-hand side, underneath what's happening today, I have what's to eat. So in our family, we generally eat the same thing for breakfast each day. So that's not listed on there, but the night before I look at our meal plan and maybe I'll talk about that more in a future episode, but I look at our meal plan and I write down what's for lunch and what's for dinner. And the reason I do that is because it is so tremendously helpful in helping us to remember, okay, what needs to happen to make these meals get to the table at a reasonable hour. So I am so lucky to be in the land of older children now. So Jane is 12 and Walt is 11. And throughout the summer, we spent that time training them to be able to make lunches during the school year in the hopes that that would free me up to be able to work more with the younger kids while they worked on meal prep and they have loved it. It has worked beautifully. But the reason why it's really helpful for me to write down what's for lunch is it helps me to remember when I need to remind them, oh, you know what, guys? This is a day when we're gonna need to preheat the oven, or this is a day when we need to start boiling water, or if we have a meal that maybe takes a little bit more prep time because it just has more steps. It helps me to help them to remember. So if I were still making the meals, making lunch, then this would have been where I would have written down, preheat the oven at such and such a time, or I would set that alarm on my phone. And then as far as dinner goes, it helps me to remember when I need to turn on a crock pot or thaw something from the freezer or those sorts of things, all those extra steps that can easily get forgotten. Um, And then I have... In the lower left-hand corner, the bottom of the page, I have another, my last standard size post-it note, and this is just called notes. This is where I jot down things that I need to remind the kids. Maybe I've noticed that when it comes to their homeschool oral narrations, they are forgetting to identify the subject and chapter that they were reading from. Um, I suppose I should explain more about what that's all about. And I can do that in a future episode. So that's something that I might jot down something homeschool related. Or I might write down something that I thought of that I need to look up, that I need to learn more about, or maybe there's something that I need to prep for the next day for homeschool, or I have a great idea for a Spanish review game, or maybe there's something I want to make sure and pick up from the store, or I remembered I need to get a birthday gift for a friend and need to jot that down. It stops me from pulling out my phone and having that temptation to multitask. If I just jot it down, it takes it out of my brain, puts it on paper, and I know at the end of the day when I sit down with my daily dashboard, then I will have a chance to look over it and get done when needs to be done, either that night or the next day. So that's notes in the lower left-hand corner. And then the last section, the big one, is called this week. So this is what those big Post-it notes look like. They're lined, and then I put check marks all down the left-hand side. And this is where I have my ongoing to-do list. And the reason I like doing it this way is because it generally lasts for one week. And what I mean by that is I am able to take tasks from that to-do list transfer it to my daily top three throughout the week. I cross them off as I do them. And then by the end of the week, I reevaluate what's left. And chances are, if something's left on that to do list, it might not be appropriate for me to be working on it in this chapter. And so I'm able to completely let go of it. Or maybe it's something that I decided, you know what, this thing has not been a priority. And that's because it doesn't need to happen at all. Maybe I was Putting something on the list that was completely over the top in terms of the standards or the details. And so I can just delete it. Or maybe it's something that I need to delegate. Maybe I'm trying to take on too much, and this is something that I can ask one of the kids to help me out with, or I can ask Philip to help me out with it. So that's my general overview of my daily dashboard. I think those are all the big points. I just wanted to give you, like I said, an orientation for those of you who are watching the video to see what it looks like. So again, in the top left-hand corner, I have what's happening today. That's the day's calendar. And then the top right is daily top three, the three things that would be great if I could do them that day. And then in the left-hand side, underneath what's happening today, I have what's to eat. I just write down what's for lunch and dinner and any of those things that we need to make sure and do. And then the bottom left-hand side is notes where I jot down reminders, things to look up, things that I want to circle back to. And then on the right-hand side, it takes up just about two-thirds of the right-hand side. I have my big lined post-it note rectangle where I keep my ongoing to-do list for the week. And then I should add At the end of each week, I create a brand new one. So there's something really beautiful about being able to create the new one for the list, new one for the week, and then being able to get rid of all the things that you were able to get to that week. But you know what? Sometimes the thing that I'm really coming to peace with is that this is not about being able to check off a bunch of things. The thing that I love about this clipboard this daily dashboard that I've been putting together, it's really helped me to have a lot more peace about the things that I am able to accomplish and the things that I'm not getting to because as frustrating as it can be to meet our limitations and the things that we n- might not be able to get to or accomplish, there is truth and goodness in being able to accept our own personal limitations, physically, emotionally, but also to realize that it's not all on us. So this all has been a really good, powerful exercise for me and learning how to delegate, learning how to get more rest, to have realistic expectations and less pressure on myself. And I hope that this somehow is helpful for you in trying to organize yourself, organize your goals and organizing. Like Misty Winkler likes to say, she talks a lot about organizing your attitude. So Um, Maybe this gives you some good food for thought, but maybe you do things completely differently, or maybe you have a suggestion or an idea for how you do your daily dashboard or a weekly planner. So I would love to hear how do you keep your family, your to-dos, yourself on track? Maybe do you do something that I didn't mention at all in this episode that you would add to your daily dashboard? I would love to hear all of your feedback on this. So as always, you can find out how to contact me in the show notes for this episode. And you can find me also on katherineboucher.com. And I hope I can add your voice to the next episode. Until next time, I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Continue the conversation with the people in your life and share what you heard while you were folding.